following podcast may contain a shitload of popular profanity. Live from Mighty Trapdoor Mansion, high atop Tent Hill, it's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine, featuring Frank Hemblin, Horace Pengrove, William Bentley III, with Stinky the Game Master, T.T. Schmootkins, Tishka Honeypot, Alex Greenspan, and Cut Cockbirth! And now we talk games! We talk games! Here it comes! Yeah. We talk games! Full bullshit and energy! Our focus always rambles off topic! But we keep our format anyway! T.T. Schmookins, the robot sex bot Stinky stinks so bad he smells We take turns choosing the games that we review Even Mario goes hell Come on characters, nobody likes you Let desire fuel your confidence Are you ready for our game weekly? Come on, we talk it go! Yo! Ouch! Blow out your ears. Yeah, I was trying to see if there was a level there. Oh, no. All right. Yeah. Hey, have a moment while we improve your Skype experience. Oh, now I'm really loud. Wait, that's yeah, good. Ow! Oh, I hear it. Jesus Christ, the buzzing. It even sounds damaged. It's not right. Arcade. Yeah. We talk games Arcade Weekly. We talk that's games. What's happening? Yeah, you could uh, find us, of course, at wetalkgames.com or clubarcadeweekly.club. That's right. Mm. Help me, Thomas. I don't know what that means. You remember Kung Fu on the, the Nintendo? Yes. Save Sylvia from Mr. X? No. Today's game. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Sean? Is he on today? No. Mm. Anascarthy, go! So he gave a clue, and yet he fails to tell the answer to it. Well, we gave clues. We did. Yeah. And this is a game that we've talked about many millions of times, but never reviewed. It's a game I talk about almost every day. Let's face it? it. Yes. Because <laughs> yep. I talk about shooting your basketball gun at Mr. Pickle all the time. You know? This is true. And I don't know why. And when I revisited the game, I still don't know why. I was close. <laughs> I was close. But it's more like shooting your basketball gun at Mr. Um, Eggplant, I guess. Would-be rapist. <laughs> He is a rapist. We're talking about today, Blueprint by Bally Finally. Midway. Yeah. Bally Midway. Who was the other company that made it? What are they called? Ziggits? Xylex Electronics. And they released that in 1982 in the arcade. Of course, I knew Blueprint as being made by CBS Electronics because it was one of the first games I got for my Atari 5200. You liked them before they sold out. I got... Who sold Wait. out? Oh, right. <laughs> I get it now. Yes. I'm not on the ball today. Arcade <laughs> Weekly. It's 2014. Get with the fucking decade here, Wig. The show's okay, but I don't like the characters. The characters are too much. Yeah. I don't like when Stinky interacts with the That was a review guests. I actually heard recently. Recently? Yes, very recently. A buddy of mine gave a review of the show to me oh. face to face. Oh, I see. In real life, IRL, as the kids say. We prefer to say AFK. 
away from keyboard Try my technology. Best. What characters? What are you talking about? I don't know. That's the review I got, mm. though. I figured what, I'd share. What year was he listening to? This year. What? Yeah. <laughs> we don't even have characters this year. <laughs> I mean, Stinky's here. TT's here. But he's here. not a character. Those no. are real things and people. Right. Of course he is. <laughs> How do you expect you to hear them? If you hear somebody, that means they're real. So Blueprint 1982. You shoot your basketball gun at Mr. Pickle in this. CBS Electronics. I loved CBS Electronics. Let me tell you. So, it's uh, one of your favorite game systems, right? It is one of my favorite game systems, the CBS Electronics. <laughs> JJ is a clown. That's who you play. It's, it's I, like the Joker. I didn't even know. I couldn't remember that. He, now, I knew he drove a tractor, but I didn't realize the depth of this game. I well, asked, it's depth. It's depth. I don't know about that. What are you talking about? It's memory elements. You have yes, maze elements. Yeah. Then you have the haphazard shooting elements. And then you have uh, all the, the, the character development. The uh, character. I don't like the characters. I don't like the characters. I don't like being a clown. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why was that so popular in the 80s to have your main character a clown? I don't know. Daisy is, of course... From Donkey Kong. Daisy, from, Daisy is way out of JJ's league. <laughs> I would take my chances with Mr. Pickle if I was Daisy. It's Ollie. Ollie Ogre, of course. Right. You know, if, you, if your name's Ollie Ogre, I probably would stay away from that guy. Yeah. It's like these movies with the Halloween, you know? Don't worry, kids. Eventually, we'll talk about this game. It's like this guy comes, and he's like, Good evening. My name is Count Dracula. And you're like, well, let me the fuck out of here. I ain't going to be around Dracula. Why do these people slay, stay over these people's houses? If you hear I'm Frankenstein, leave. You know what I mean? I think that would break down the third wall uh, of the narrative. I don't think nah, they're supposed to know. I, I although, know. with Ogre as your last name, <laughs> right. it's pretty telling. Let's go Rocky see the rapist. <laughs> oh, let's go hang out with him. And I went, I went just run around while I build a basketball gun. <laughs> yeah. It's a single screen, vertical, action-based maze chase game. As you touched on, there's a lot of different elements in this game. For me, it touched on a Pac-Man note, obviously. It felt a little bit like Load Runner. I don't know if you, you felt the same way. No, because it isn't platform involved. It's more maze involved. The reason why the, those notes were hit for me is because of the construction of the maze. Mm -hmm. Because the maze is different towns that you're in. Sure. Unlike Pac-Man, they're not always a nice flow. Like, you can get in and out of places. They're blocked off. Even on, I believe, the first level, there's two different sections that you have to work through. And there's houses that block between the two. So, for me, it had that feeling of going up and down the ladders of Loadrunner. Now, gotcha. obviously, it's not the same play mechanic. It's more along the lines of your Pac-Man type of game or your, your Mappy type of game where you have to collect a number of items to progress to the next screen. And the items that you collect construct this Rube Goldberg type of device at the bottom that shoots basketballs willy-nilly um, <laughs> to hit Ollie Ogre from capturing your girlfriend. And what is interesting is that she's being chased at the top of the screen, and each time they pass the screen, he's getting closer, which is actually something that's pretty cool. It's a timer that also heightens the stress level of the game because you see it happening in real time. He's getting closer and closer to her. Right. And eventually, if he touches her, heartbreak is what happens yeah, on the screen. A little does. broken heart happens and you lose a man. Because she falls in love with Mr. Pickle. 
Uh, maybe. Now, we saw this timer mechanic being played out as a drama at the top of the video screen on another game that we reviewed. Check and pop. Check and pop. That's right. And, and you know what? This game does what Check and pop didn't. It took a Pac-Man formula and actually created something new. Not that Check and pop didn't create something new. It just created something that wasn't fun. Relatively the same idea. Right. Here's how the screen is divided. This is a uh, vertical game, which I love vertical games. I love to turn my monitor sideways. Yeah. The timer, as you mentioned, is uh, Daisy being chased around by Mr. Pickle. There's also f- these four flower pots. Yeah. And I guess they're called poison flowers or something. I, I, I uh, read the instruction manual, but mm-hmm. they're just flower pots. And he'll sometimes chuck those at your head. And, if and they they'll hit bounce. You, Oh, right. They bounce like as if they're stuck in this maze with a weird proportion because right. <laughs> you're the maze is like a top down. and But then this is like it's all kind of jacked up. So yeah. they're at the very top of the screen and the center of the screen is the maze. And the maze has eight machine parts hidden in 10 houses along the maze. As you mentioned, the maze changes around and it's different color houses. It's all quite pretty for its age. Yeah, yeah. For, for 1982, it's it's decent. I'm telling you, the amount of stuff that make up this game is a bit more complex than the usual game. But I okay. think maybe the amount of things they were trying to cram into this game, for me, was its uh, detriment. Hmm. Uh, I, I feel like it was trying to do too much, and by trying to do too many things, it didn't do really any of them very well. Ooh! Okay, well, the lower section of screen consists of the blueprint. It's an actual blueprint of the machine that you will build. And they call it the machine. Yes. Which you will place the parts that you find in the houses. You'll put those on top of the blueprint, and then you can actually start up the machine. It becomes real, and you ride around in it. Drag and drop the parts, basically. So Mm -hmm. you go into a house, you get a part, you bring it down to this lower portion of the screen, and you drag it onto its appropriate area, and it will stick in like those DOS jigsaw games. Yeah, exactly. It's like a precursor to a jigsaw puzzle type of game. And even what happens later, and I'll talk about that in a second, the fast run timer's meter is under that. So you also have this fast run timer where JJ can run faster, sort of like NBA Jam, and then it has to fill back up before you can run fast again. Which is a welcome piece of strategy that's built into the game because you're trying to, of course, beat the timer. But Mm -hmm. also, if you do not remember where you've been and you revisit a house, you'll actually get a bomb that you need to get rid of relatively quickly. Oh, yeah, you have to if you have the red bomb. Forget it. Because there's also a monster pit down there. And the monster pit is where you will dispose of bombs. There's also the start button to start your machine up because you need right. you need to start. That's, I mean, that's really funny. Like you build it and then you have to go over to start button. So the monster pit is where you need to dispose of bombs that you either find in a house because once again, there's 10 houses and only eight machine parts. So you'll have two bombs already in two of the 10 houses. And then if you accidentally go back in a machine because you, your memory game didn't happen, you'll get a bomb as well that you have to get rid of. Right. And inside the monster pit is Sneaky Pete. Watch out for Sneaky, Sneaky Pete. Pete. He's like a Muppet. And he, he jumps like up and down. like those things they used to give away at banks. The little fuzzy things with big feet yeah. and like googly eyes. Yeah, it's on a spring. Yeah. Or a springy uh, rubber band or something. Right. So he's one of those fellas. And he jumps around and uh, he'll actually go over to the start button. Try to start your machine up before you have it built. And your whole machine will fall Uh-oh. apart all down onto yeah. the floor. Yeah. So that's where you have to... Take the monster, you just grab onto him, and you have to drag him back into his monster pit, and he'll go back in there. Which is super counterintuitive. 
because everything else kills you in this game. <laughs> That's true. And if you don't know to do that, you'll be very frustrated because you're trying to put the pieces back onto the blueprint and they keep falling down because uh, Sneaky Pete keeps jumping on the goddamn button. Yeah. And making the machine, you know, uh, default error, default error, default error. <laughs> so it took me uh, way too long to figure out oh. that I could actually grab Sneaky Pete and throw him back down in the pit. Yeah, and you also might think that you have to hit him with a bomb or something, but that doesn't. I tried that too. It doesn't yeah. do it. Yeah. And JJ, aka the Joker, um, <laughs> moves very similarly to Pac Man or Miss Pac Man, except this is an eight way directional game. Mm-hmm. And that's something else that this game did better than Shack and Pop. The control feels decent. It's not great, but it's it's good. Yeah. I feel like I'm in control of the character, and the sprite's a good size, and the grid that he's on makes sense for the game, even though it's not a snap-to grid. It, he flows real well through the uh, the different levels and the different mazes and going in and out of the houses. It's it's very smooth. Especially when you can kick on the gas and really get cooking. And right. you have to use that prudently because, as I mentioned, it, it needs to refill back up. And it refills very slowly. So pick your double time walk very, uh, be careful with it. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. you can't win unless you, you do use your speed meter, uh, your, your double time, eh, whatever the fuck they call it. Also, there's another character that happens a little bit later on. And you can set this with your dip switches when you want him to appear. And wait, wait, wait what? for John on that one. John loves to talk about dip switches. Oh, right. That's his pro player tip. (laughs) If you don't want to see Mr. Fuzzy Wuzzy for a while. Fuzzy Wuzzy appears in later levels, and he's he's your ghost of the Pac-Man maze, basically. And he's sort of more like just an obstacle, but he's pretty easy to manipulate. As you mentioned, a lot of times the houses will be divided into two parts, like uh, half of the screen and half of the screen. And as long as you can manipulate him to go into one half of the screen, you sort of can keep him over there while you collect from the houses in the other side of the screen. And then lure him back over here. Sometimes you have to run in a house to get him to go around you. And then, what do you know, you either have a part or you have a bomb. So figuring out your strategy is pretty key to becoming a high scorer on this title. A master of the yeah. blueprint. You want to master blueprint and Mr. Pickle and fire your basketball gun. And then, of course, once you build the tractor, it's awesome. I it No, had, it is not. It had parts I did not. I thought it was a tractor. Here, it's not. It's stilts that have clown feet. feet on them and they walk. So it's like a walker. So mm-hmm. that's all built in it. And it goes in conjunction with this accordion part of the motor. And there's batteries and there's a... But and you then, can't control the fire. Well, you can. You... It... You well, can only go no. back and forth. It fires on its own. It fires on its own, but you... Which makes it really annoying when you're down to the wire <laughs> it, later it does, on. Yeah. And the thing is just shooting the balls. It's not even that it goes straight up. It goes on weird arcs all over the place. It goes on weird arcs. You're trying to hit a moving target that's coming closer and closer. JJ to needs pickle. to take a page out of Mikey's book and go up there and headbutt Ollie Ogre in the stomach and be done with the contraption BS. Well, it's rough, but there is some control to it. It's just control slapped on to luck. Yes. You can try to trace ahead of the characters. You could try to pace ahead of them and hope that it gives you enough oomph, or you and can try to go at the right time. Exactly. Or you could try to go opposite them. It sucks, but <laughs> <laughs> at least you admit it. They could have put a fire button on there so that you would be able to hit him easily. But right. I think that's part of the clunk of the game. 
for being the Rube Goldberg type of contraption, it, it makes sense. It just, I, I would have preferred to be in a little more control of it. Or if it was moving on its own, but the start button was my fire button and I mm-hmm. could jump on that or something, I, I would have liked that better. That if it paced back and forth or went all over the place on its own while it was, you know, on, and then I could just control that fire movement because the timing early on isn't the big, that big of a deal, but later on, a little more difficult of a game because they're throwing more things at you, obviously. And I don't want to get nabbed by the timer because the contraption is firing on its own, you know? But it, it's got an accordion engine, you know? I, it's going to suck. I saw that. And you know what the, the thing is here? They probably didn't want to put a button on the machine. They probably said, listen, we could save a lot of money if we just make a joystick. <laughs> it's very well possible. And, and they said, okay, well, so we'll make it fire all the time. But why make it, like, have to warm up and then it doesn't fire consistently? Right. So I would love to know the programmer's... Well, just who came up with all this mess? Who had the fever dream that started uh, Blueprint? Exactly, because yeah. I, I'm going to make a game where you're in a maze and uh, you're trying to save your girlfriend. She's being chased by an eggplant man. So let's make a blueprint that you have to put together uh, your blueprint idea. Sometimes there'll be bombs that you have to put in a monster's pit. And the monster will come out, and he'll jump on your start button. But if you didn't have your basketball gun built, oh, by the way, did I mention it's going to fire basketballs out of the <laughs> blueprint of the tractor with the clown feet and the stilts? Then you have to drag the monster back Here, into the pit. Here, put this under your tongue. It will make all sense. <laughs> it's a crazy game. That's why I mentioned it all the time, I guess, because it got a laugh the first time I mentioned it. It was sort of like when you're talking to somebody that grew up in the 60s that was a big Beatles fan, and you, you say the phrase, I like wings. You know, Paul McCartney's wings. Now, to you and I, Paul McCartney's wings might be perfectly fine, but to someone that only grew up in the 60s loving the Beatles, that's a hilarious thing to say for some reason. <laughs> Like, that got started down in their notebook. Wiggly said, I like wings today. And, you know, like, that's a big joke. So when I said blueprint a long time, a while ago, that was a big joke. So I, you know, kept saying blueprint. What else do we mention all the time? Mario's Hotel, we talk about. All the time. Which I like that. Yes. Game. I own it for the And, of course, DJ Boy. DJ Boy we always mention. (laughs) But we never review them. Finally, we review Blueprint. Yes, this is true. So and what do you think? Needle. We always talk about spread needle, but that's I your don't favorite. Know what that's that's from. So anyway, we talked yeah. about it briefly, but I just want to touch on the graphics again for people who are familiar with the game Zookeeper. It's very similar to that. Mm. It's actually slightly better than Zookeeper, but it's very similar to um, that art style, art direction, and and look. Yeah, definitely. You I know, because we could say, oh, it looked good for 1982, but it doesn't give people the visual, obviously. Right. So if you're familiar with Zookeeper, it's similar to that. And so many people. Love Zookeeper. I love Zookeeper. In fact, uh, the first time I ever played Zookeeper, it was with you. We played at Barcade in Brooklyn. Yeah. And uh, it's amazing. I really enjoy it. Maybe we'll talk about that in a future episode. I I don't know if it's enough of a game to talk about, but uh, I really dig Zookeeper, especially when you have a net and your friend who's familiar with the game goes, no, that's a knife and you're stabbing the animals. (laughs) And you believe him for half a second. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, on a 5200... Believe yeah. it or not, this was actually one of the games that I wasn't as mad at the controller as I was with the game that the pack-in was Miss Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. And if you can imagine trying to play Miss Pac-Man with a wristwatch, 
<laughs> that's what you were doing. You, it's uh, modern times with Charlie Chaplin trying to make this happen. Uh, you're Buster Keaton bouncing on the top of the <laughs> scaffold. You're Faye Ray in King oh, Kong's grasp. I just don't want to grow up in a world where people say King Kong and people think Jessica Lange instead of Faye Ray. <laughs> I just don't want to be in that world. I don't know if that, what was that, 86? I don't know if that, uh, yeah. that one had as much penetration as, as the original one. Well, that's or, what people... Or even the one from 2001, two. Yeah, how about that one? No, thanks. Who'd that have? That had that, that uh, gorilla, what was his name? King Kong. <laughs> and that guy, King Kong in it. It had uh, the mummy in it. Brendan Fraser? Yeah, Brendan Fraser, wasn't he America, in it? America's sweetheart, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> have you seen his wig... I've seen a lot of oh wigs at your God. house recently. Well, yeah, I'm big time into the rugs, but I didn't know he had a rug. And my gosh, try to look him up without his toupee on. I'm big time into the wigs now. I guess I'm called a wigger or something. Wow. No, People stop. People say I'm a wigger. So, yeah, as you touched on, it was definitely ported to the 5200 as well as the 2600. I can yeah. only imagine what that played like. <laughs> and the uh, Commodore 64. Well, in the 2600, could you see which pieces were, were in the houses, too? Like, <laughs> yes, yes, actually. What? I did, I did do a little research on that. And um, that was one of the things of note about the 2600 version was that I don't know if it's a programming thing or if it was a choice. I'm going to guess it was a limitation of the hardware. Yeah. But for a brief moment, it would show you on the screen where the parts were. Uh -huh. And then the houses would go over it. So it was more in line with uh, a game of memory. Yeah. Uh, who the fuck knows? Barnstorming. Could you put pieces of masking tape over your thing to remember which house you go to? Where Fuzzy Wuzzy is? Yeah, you got to put a <laughs> piece of acetate and a uh, white a chalk yeah. or wax pencil yeah. and draw the pattern of uh, Fuzzy Wuzzy. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Very good. Uh, Music and sound effects, uh, completely annoying and repetitive. Play this game uh, on mute. Hmm. That's a pro player tip for me. Come See, on. I like you don't the like music. That. I do. Come on. I like the music in this game. Oh, God. What do you want me to do? No, that's fine. What do you I, want me I, to do? I, Simon an affidavit with a notary public say I like the music in this game? Can you? I like everything about this game. I know. It's your favorite video game. <laughs> There's definitely a very high barrier of entry, which I believe will turn most players off. But if you're a fan of Lock and Chase or Burger Time or, for me, Load Runner, mm. I, I think this game will be of interest to you. And you might want to stick with it for a little bit. And uh, something that's a little, little more unique in the maze game genre. And fun fact, the people who actually developed this game went on to become rare. Oh, did they? Yes, they created like a bunch of Z-Spectrum titles in Commodore 64 games, but then that eventually evolved into Rare, and they went on to do Killer Instinct and, and you know, all the games that we're very familiar with Rare, Donkey Kong. I Country. love Rare, yeah. yeah. Warm Pink Center. That's really gross. You're welcome. And hey, before we go, real quick, I don't know if you took a look at the cabinet art of the Bally Midway machine. Well, I looked at it and I was like, what the fuck does this have to do with the game I'm playing? It is the most disjointed <laughs> cabinet artwork I've ever seen. It looks like two or three different artists who were on different parts of the globe did separate sections of this machine. It was art like they got maybe three sentences about what the game was about, never saw it, and had to come up with the characters. But the Jalico artwork is a little more concise and actually nicer. So it's a shame we didn't get to see that over here in the States. They got better artwork, but same game. If you didn't know, I went right from Pong 
with light guns and things like that for the Pong, for the Coleco or the Atari Pong or the Sears Pong. Mm-hmm. I went right from that to the 5200. The 5200 was the first video game system. I purchased it in 1985 with my own money from my job that I was working. Uh, maybe it was 84. That was my entry level to video games, and I bought the Atari 2600 adapter, which was just this giant thing. <laughs> Yes, it was, it was it essentially was you're plugging a 2600 <laughs> into your 5200. And that's all regular adapters were, and all backward compatible game adapters were, were that type yeah. of thing. But this one was just huge, and you, you couldn't use the controllers from your 5200. You had to buy separate controllers for a 5200 to plug into the side of this adapter. I did not know that. Yeah, it was as big as the 2600. It and was, then yeah. Sega looked at it and said, hey, that's a good idea. right. Well, for their master system, though, see, that was just sort of like this DIN adapter that would convert the cartridge, and then it ran off the one sound chip. The sound chip that they used, I think I explained this ad nauseum, but the one Genesis sound chip was the entire CPU of the master system. system. Yeah. So, Well, even the uh, Super Game Boy was, I believe the hardware inside Super Game Boy is a Game Boy. Ah. Obviously, there's the little gimmicks that you could put the the screen frame on, but I believe the hardware inside is is legitimately a Game Boy. You know what sucks in the Super Game Boy? The camera. And then you have to hook the printer up to it, and you're only taking pictures of your knees. (laughs) I'm editing all that. Sounds good. That was Gnipkinop. Nearly 30 minutes, right? By CBS Electronics. Yeah, no, we finished. (laughs) All right, what's your clue for next week? Um... Fievel goes to the junkyard. <laughs> oh, man. Everybody knows what it is already. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, mine is going to be, how'd you like to get hit in the head with a dinner roll? <laughs> That's what I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought I don't know why I thought you were throwing dinner rolls, but I George did. George Harriman. There's another great clue. Oh. And now here's T.T. Schmookins with next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio Clue. Hello, I am Titty Skmootkins. Here is next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, dudes. Okay, bye. Goodbye. Super System better. It has some of the best arcade and sports games and plays every Atari cartridge. It even does something no arcade game can. Telephone! It's Judy! It lets you freeze the action. Hello, Judy. The new 5200 Super System. If you think ColecoVision plays all Atari cartridges, you mean it can't? Here's Pac Man on ColecoVision. 
But here's Pac-Man for the Atari 5200 Super System. Now you're talking. And it doesn't work on ColecoVision. But won't their adapter? It won't play Super System cartridges. Not pole position? Not this pole position. Not centipede? Not this centipede. Only on the Atari 5200 Super System. But aren't they hard to find? They're everywhere. Everywhere? The Atari 5200 Super System. While Atari keeps trying to sell you new systems like the 5200, with ColecoVision you only need one system, because ColecoVision expands to give you a Super Action controller set with Super Action Baseball, a driving module with Turbo, an expansion module to play all Atari 2600 games, and only ColecoVision plugs into the Atom module to become the complete Atom computer system. So if you don't want to keep buying new systems, there's only one system to buy, ColecoVision. Sorry, Atari. Go fuck yourself.